Oh, you are very precious. Come on. Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof, now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, Welcome to the Whiskey Topic, the weekly podcast that tends to get off topic. My name is Mark Bylock. I'm the author of The Whiskey Cabinet, and my co-host is Jamie Johnson, who runs a private but approachable bourbon club here in Toronto, Canada. You can also find our podcast on the website whiskey.buzz. If you want another song I'm really excited. The anticipation is high. <laughs> well, I just did the uh, boom, and then, you know, when you don't open up a whiskey bottle in a while, there's a little bit of that extra pop, because, yes. you know, like, I guess the pressure builds up, um, which just tells yeah. you, yeah, there you yeah. go, there you go. I just tells you it's uh you know you haven't opened that bottle in a little while. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I did a tasting on uh, Thursday of last week, a private tasting, uh, which was super duper fun. Um, but again, like I wasn't drinking, and I didn't drink actually during the tasting. I was doing four whiskeys that I'm very super familiar with. So we did um, Maker's Mark, Jack Daniels, uh, Woodford, and Blanton's. Um, so all I did was nose them. No one seemed to notice that I wasn't drinking, which so I just sort of like left it. But the smell, like I, when I was like standing <laughs> around and like the smell of all the full glasses, it was just like, oh, man, it just it, and, and we did have that sip of Macallan. But for, it just cemented the fact that like bourbon is my actual love because the smell of that whiskey, except for the Jack Daniels that I don't love the, the nose on it. Um yeah, it was pretty it was pretty intense and I was like, Am I gonna be able to make it through this tasting? And I did. I totally did. I did it. Well, this is episode forty five of the whiskey topic and it's all it's all gonna be about how much we love whiskey because yeah. wow, we, we gave it up for a month and Yeah, well <laughs> That's all we're gonna talk about. Well, we're gonna gloat about how wonderful whiskey is. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know, I, I, I felt like mark. I drank drank like um, a normal person would. <laughs> In a normal life yeah. that didn't have a life to do with whiskey, I think that's how. Um, I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm sure if you look at the Sahara Desert and how dry that is, I'm sure in the Sahara de- Desert it rains like you know, three to five times in a month, and I and I think I've accomplished that level of dryness. <laughs> that's good. Good for you. I, I, I think that's the best I was gonna do. Yeah. I um because right off the bat, I, I think on January fourth, yeah, uh, buddy. Matt Mark's like, I'm going to throw a tasting just for you on this day, and it's going to be to mess you up. I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm like, okay. I know. No, you couldn't have gone, oh, can we postpone it until next month? No, no, no. Not you. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that, no that's ridiculous. And, and they totally, like, uh, you know, uh, Jen Chan, who's, who's been on the podcast uh, before, um, she was there as well, and they, they totally messed me up. I was like, this is scotch. It's been finished in some sort of sherry cast. I don't know from where. And it was just stuff I've never had before. It was really, really fun tasting to do. Um, a lot of it was kind of like from the duty-free shop or, or um, from the uh, uh, airport terminals and stuff like that. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And I, I think my closest I did is they had, they poured me uh, uh, Glenfiddich 21. And I was mm. like, uh, this sounds like it's, this tastes like it's from the Grant's family. I just... It's, I was like, it's a little too sweet to be a Belvini, Bel- and it's a little too dry for a Glenfiddich, <laughs> oh and and I was like, I didn't know which one it was, and then uh, like all Glenfiddich twenty one. Oh man, I mean, I've had it a couple of times, so it's. I don't think I've ever had the twenty one before. I'm uh, I gotta go over and raid someone else's whiskey cabinet for that one. Yeah, it's an expensive yeah. one. Yeah, uh, 
yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Um, there might be a background noise because they're doing construction two floors below me. Come on. Ah. Come on. Oh. Again, starting up with the construction. I had a little reprieve there. It was really nice. Yeah. yeah. But now it's... And I've, I've got some construction downstairs, oh too, they're making. I it's know. just a never-ends downtown living. So, Jamie, you, you've been completely sober. Almost. Almost completely sober for the whole month of January. Actually, yeah. I mean, the whole month of January. I was totally sober. Um, uh, the day that we uh, interviewed uh, Stuart uh, from the McAllen, the Master of Wood, uh, who was in town, uh, and there was some uh, lovely cask samples... Uh, that I was not going to say no to a taste of, uh, because I'm not an idiot. Because um, <laughs> uh, you make good life choices. Come on, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, uh, yeah, no, this is you know, this is totally worth it. Hashtag worth it. And so I, um, but yeah, no, I had nothing the whole month um, at all. I didn't have a, a drop, even though I did a tasting, um, and. Yeah, it was really actually, uh, it was pretty easy. There was a couple times that I was sort of like, oh, I could go for, you know, I was watching some Mad Men and, you know, they're just mm-hmm. like knocking back the drinks. And I was just like, sort of <laughs> drooling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, salivating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it's so funny, though. I I, uh, I walked by a pub and I've had this powerful powerful craving for a pint and uh, i didn't really crave anything i i I have to say it was pretty easy not to drink for the month i didn't have any powerful cravings if i did they sort of went away in like five seconds um and it it was sort of a non-issue it was it was great um but i have been so wanting a cold pint more than anything, mm-hmm. more than wine, more than whiskey, um, I've ju- I want a cold pint, and I don't know where that comes from. I do love beer; I'm a a beer, a beer drinker for sure. Um, but I, I I wouldn't have anticipated that when at the beginning of this, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, it's definitely going to be more difficult to let go of beer than it is whiskey." I definitely would have said whiskey, but I, I've been it's been super easy not to have it. So. Um, even I'm, I've been sitting in front of this poured glass of wild turkey rare breed for 20 minutes now, um, and I haven't even touched it yet. And so I'm going to right now because <laughs> I think I think it's time. The anticipation. It's, I know. It's time. It's I'm time. so excited. I can smell it, and it just smells so beautiful. And I actually didn't know what I was going to drink. And I traded a couple texts with Mike DeCaro, who has also been on the podcast before. Uh, I was texting back and forth with him. And I was like, man, the pressure's on. Like, I don't know what the first drink is going to be. Um, and he was like, why would you think of anything but your fave wild turkey rare breed? And I was like, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, so I'm going to have it right now. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so awesome. excited. Do you want to? I'm going to just let you narrate this. Experience. I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to let you narrate what, what you're feeling. It's like I'm having a moment here. Um, it's like an old friend. It's just nice. It's so funny because I'm like smelling it and I can just smell the barrel. And like it actually makes me think of walking into like um, like a big Rick house just full of barrels of whiskey. And it's actually, there's so much construction going on around me, it almost sounds like I'm in some sort of, like, right. <laughs> industrial whiskey-making zone. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink it. Enough of this smelling <laughs> Sorry. Pop. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so good. 
<laughs> oh my god, my mouth is so happy right now. Oh my god, that little burn just right in the middle of my tongue. Oh my god, and my cheeks are like they're a little like prickly. And now it's like my whole mouth just got flooded because I am so happy. It's like, you know, when you think about eating something sour and then all yeah. of a sudden you get that like that tingle in your like just below your jawline. And it's just like that just happened. It's so yeah. it's so delicious. Wow. That is so good. OK, <laughs> good. To... Your, your love with whiskey's reaffirmed. Oh, this of is course. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no doubt about that. I knew I knew that as soon as I had some, I would be like. I'd be swooning again over it. Um, but it tastes, I guess that's also like a lovely side effect of um, Sober January is you appreciate it a little bit more. And uh, I remember reading an article about this. I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you so we can post it because it's really interesting. It's about um, uh, sort of, you, you know that when you're a grown up, you can you know go to the liquor store and whatever grab a bottle of wine and have a bottle of wine every single night and and whatever and it's just it becomes part of your life and it's sort of at this this um this woman who stopped uh drinking every night um and sort of um was like i'm going to you know limit my wine consumption to a nice bottle on friday with dinner um and she was sort of talking about how much more she appreciated it given that it wasn't so, such a like a common occurrence um, and I can t- I can totally see that now it's not that I don't appreciate it when I have it often it's just that it's so much sweeter right now it's just super awesome that is that is this is this is great I'm so happy <laughs> I missed you whiskey's back. I missed you whiskey it's been a long oh. time oh. February is a great month 31 days yeah 31 I, I you know see I I know. I was, I was hoping you'd, you'd stay strong because I, I knew I wasn't uh, after the first couple of weeks. I'm like, ah, this is this is going to work for me. Um, and I was like, but I wanted to hear that joy. I wanted oh to my hear God. that joy. I was like, yeah. I, you know, I agree. Um, beer it was the thing I craved the most. I, I did a lot of fizzy waters, like a lot of fancy yep. bubbly waters. Uh, basically sell the San Pellegrino flavored pops like for the for much of the month yeah and uh and that was fine because it was cold and it was fizzy and i could put ice in it and it was kind of like a little bit satisfying um right i you know like you know when nicole and i uh cook dinner or or just cook in general um we like having a glass of wine and it was one of those things where i'm just like "Hmm," like i'm giving up this glass of wine and you know a glass of wine isn't bad for you. It's really not. And that the fact that to like kind of give up that part of the experience, I was kind of like, you know, you, you cook together, you're enjoying the wine, you're talking about the wine. Yeah. Um, it's part of the experience. Same, and same with whiskey. You know, Nicole, like Nicole is not a drinker at all, but she'll have a drink, uh, you know. And so, um, you know, if I hand her a glass of whiskey, like she likes talking about it as well. Mm. So that, you know, like that part of it, that little bit of shared experience was kind of, mm-hmm. was kind of missing. Yeah. And I missed it. Um it was the point where, uh, literally, I think the last week or so, I've I've had you know I've had glasses of wine throughout the week. Like I, t- I totally failed. Like as far as dry January, it's just like I'm like <laughs> mm, I'm failing at this already. Um, I had you know I had the worst time. My worst time that was going out with 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 the guy friends because oh well they, they were they, 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 they were not supportive <laughs> either. They did not support they, you. They were not supportive. And then I remember, uh, I didn't even tell you this. Uh, we were like this is I don't know this is must have been uh, like two weeks in so this is like middle of january and so we go out and i've been you know drinking soda water and and some bitters and this and that 
And then at one bar, like, they walk in and they just order shots and I see a shot and I glunk. I'm like, oh, right. I'm not supposed to be doing that anymore. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, you totally failed. You can't do shots during dry January. (laughs) No, you can't. That's not. That's so about the only thing. The only thing I can say, the only thing I could say that I was um, with the exception of January 4th, I was sober Oh no! Sorry, uh, except, two exceptions. I was gonna say like, sober. Um, <laughs> no, wanna, no. The other day, I, the other time, I was so unsober that? that I don't even remember having. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase that. Yep. So the only thing I can say about Dry January is that for two days I was I was legitimately buzzed and had a consumed a uh, bunch a uh, bunch of alcohol. I was I was sober the rest of the month, so I may have had you know. And and again, I think I I probably failed six days out of I'm it was probably about six days out of the month. Uh, where I failed. So did you failed six days. Are you counting Friday? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, counting. you're counting Friday. Of course, counting Friday. Because you were like, oh, I'm on the Nordic <laughs> calendar, and I was like, what the fuck is he even talking about? Sorry, my my language. Literally, oh, yeah. it's just like we, we should explain. Everything I, comes down. Ex- it's like I was cool in January, and then I just f***ed <laughs> everything up in February, <laughs> drinking whiskey, <laughs> swearing like a f-ing pirate. Oh, <laughs> pop, the pop, cork pops are pop. like boop boop boop. <laughs> Gonna have that cork pop on copy and paste. So just excellent. Doop, doop. No, I um yeah, we should explain. So um uh one of my buddies is uh, heading out of town in a week, and he's like, oh, we're going to that. I'm like, okay, and they're like, but it's dry January. I'm like, oh, screw it. It's 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 gonna be on Saturday. It's fine. Or on Friday, actually, it was on Friday night. So that would have been uh, two days before the end of the month. Yeah. And so I text Jamie, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go by the Nordic calendar as far as when when January ends. Yeah. Um, and the text messages that I got that night were. I've screenshotted them and they will live in infamy because they're so funny. They're so funny. I've I've honestly I still haven't read them. I'm not they're not they're not bad. They're not bad. They're just they're of course, they yeah. do they don't make any sense at all. There's like extra words in there and then there's like a blurry picture and a sideways selfie and I was just like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're having oh, a great time. Good times, um, good times. So yeah, no, I mean, like, listen, you, the three of you guys were hanging out, and I was like, that would be fun. But then I just, you know, kept watching my TV show and curled up under the blanket, and I decided that was fun too. Um, <laughs> but you guys were totally trashed. I was getting texts from all three of you. Um, oh, that's really funny. Yeah, I was getting texts from all three of you, and I was like, well, it's just like I'm there. And there's no – because it's not like the two people that you were hanging out with were, like, particularly vocally supportive about Dry January. No, like, they were God, literally no. against the whole idea. Um, and, like, you – you, it's funny because we were doing Dry January at the same time, um, it, and you were sort of, like, failing the whole month. I had Trent. And he went out of town. He went to Vancouver and had three pints on his work trip, um, which was like, I mean, it's fine. I don't really think good for him. He was away, like, all good. Um, It was work-related, too, right? Yeah, and also, like, it's not like... It, no one cares like no one's holding you sort of like to task about something like that like if you go out and you have a couple pints like you know it's not like everything falls apart around you um everything yeah. was good but i sort of i get it in my head like in like a weird stubborn way that i could not have had a sip even a minute before the clock turned to midnight and so yeah um 
But no, I had I had Trent who was like super supportive. You who was like wavering in your support. Who I would get text messages being like, "This is kind of bullshit," and I think it's kind of bullshit. And P.S. I'm drunk. Um, and then I had a couple friends who were like, "Yeah, you can do it. Like you got this," including people in the industry, like which was really nice. Um, and uh, so no, I had a lot of like support. People were like cheering me on. Not you particularly, or that group of friends. <laughs> And they, of course, were the most vocal, you know, who are getting text messages being like, are you done shit dry January yet? And I'm like, OK, no. Well, I, I was definitely censoring myself around you because I'm like, I wanted you to, you know, like I wanted to be supportive. And I'm like, OK, I can't continually <laughs> say how much how miserable I am. Um, the because it was it was weird. Like, I mean, first of all, I I gained weight like this is like I, I gained weight I had less energy I was less productive um I felt much less social like I, I would go out and I'd be just like oh I don't I don't know what to do with myself um which you know maybe maybe that's a bad thing I don't know but uh but ultimately I was so I think I did like a solid um a 14 straight days without anything that's good and then I did and so actually it was longer than that but um, I had, I didn't, or the, they asked me to do like a radio interview to talk about Canadian whiskey because everybody's talking about Canadian whiskey. So I had a radio interview and it was, it was pretty much last minute. So I had like, you know, three hours and I'm like, okay, I, I actually got to like, you know, in case they want like tasting notes, right. I want to give them something live on the radio. So I didn't actually, I didn't like, I didn't swallow, I spit. Um, but just having the whiskey in my mouth, I'm like, oh, I miss this, the smell yeah. and the, the, the way it just sits on yeah. your tongue. And I'm just like, oh, I, I just, I just miss that flavor component. Um, uh, and so I was good that day. I didn't, I didn't, you know, this is fine. But then afterwards, it kind of like downgraded. And especially then we had that tasting with the McAllen where they had the uh, single barrel uh, cast strength. Yeah. And I was just like, was, I was like, all right, that's, that's, this is kind of it. I'm, I'm, You're done. I'm, I'm, I'm checking yeah. out. I'm checking out. This is done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'll explain a little bit. So I'm, I did, um, so I've done a couple of kind of like deep, I don't want to call them detox, but a couple of things where um, I would take out some, some components from my life that I, I regularly had. So the first one I've ever done was uh, sugar. I removed sugar from my life for about a month and I failed that miserably, like miserably failed that. Um, because I realized how addictive sugar was. I was just like very much like I, within th three or four days. And then you got to keep in mind, I was in my, you know, mid twenties and I worked at a software lab. We, we had sugar like rockets and, mm -hmm. you know, sour patches mm -hmm. everywhere. Like, this was like, this was food for me. This was like, I was eating this stuff every day. So I was, I had a very high consumption of sugar, sugar. And I was starting to gain weight. And so I went cold turkey on sugar and it was like headaches and hunger pain and, I mean, I could eat all the vegetables and meat I, you know, I could possibly want, and it's, it wasn't enough. I was mm -hmm. just physically felt very yeah. ill. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't last a month. I, I had sugar throughout that month, um, but it did change the way I live, right? So, like, it, after that, I was like, okay, that's it. I got to get rid of sugar. It's clearly something I can't control, and I, I need to – it's not good for you. It's, you know, processed sugar especially is not good for you. So, um, you know, ever since then, I rarely ever have, I have no treats in the house. I don't need a lot of sugar. I'm, I'm, I'm much healthier for it. I feel much better. I have more energy. Um, and I did the same thing with meat. I went, uh, I went vegan for a month, which was also really, I, I love meat. Mm -hmm. I like, I absolutely love meat. And uh, it was very tough for me to give that up. But afterwards, I kind of like started appreciating vegetables more. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, there are good ways to make vegetables. So now, you know, I'm better at cooking vegetables. I'm better at making interesting vegetables. And you know, when I used to have a 12-ounce steak, now I have, like, you know, a 4-ounce steak. Like, Nicole and I will split an 8-ounce right. steak. And so I'll have a little bit of steak and more vegetables, and I feel healthier, and I feel better, and, and I feel better for it. So I'm like, I had these two instances where I gave stuff up, and I felt better afterwards. Right. So I did the same thing with alcohol. And 
um, I gotta say, I didn't feel better. I, I felt less motivated. I felt like I was having less fun. I was not as, um, you know, like I said, I gained, literally gained weight. I know, which um, is crazy I, to me. <laughs> I, I, I did not gain weight. In fact, my favorite pants do not fit me anymore. Um, oh, not the leather pants. Yeah, the leather pants. The leather pants do not fit anymore. Yeah. No, I honestly, through the month, and I think there's a couple reasons why um, I've lost so much during Jane. Like, even since I last saw you, like, I went clothes shopping probably, like, the day after I saw you, and the pants that I bought that day are bunching on me already. So, like, weight just dropped off me uh, this month. Uh, and I think it's for a couple reasons, probably the alcohol itself, um, Mm -hmm. calorie wise. And because I wasn't, I'm not going out as much. I was eating at home. I wasn't snacking. I wasn't grazing. Like I wasn't ordering late night, you know, burgers and fries and everything was just very like tidy for me. Um, So, yeah, the, like, I, I think it's so cra- It's so crazy to me. We literally had the opposite experience <laughs> in dry January. I slept so well. I loved it. I, I honestly, like, I, I got a lot out of the experience. And I, I, I think that I, I'm, I'm happy that I had the break. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just think it's like we're literally opposite because I'm also like a homebody, though. And you're way more social than I am. So... You, I could imagine that this you were itching to go out and like be around people and like I could hole up in my apartment for like weeks and not oh, go yeah. outside. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's it's very very true. I, uh, I I had I had trouble, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, man, I've been home so much. I'm just like I don't. I'm not as itchy to go out anymore, which sucks. I'm gonna, that's that's going to change. Yeah, it's better gonna, that's, because that's, that's, I've got us. Right we're now. going out tomorrow. I've got us booked all weekend. Like we're busy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it'll we'll be back to normal. Um, yeah, no, I think you know. I mean, I think it, it all depends. I don't see. I, I think probably I don't. Um, I don't eat in, in. I don't. I don't eat and drink as often, right? So I don't generally have late night stacks. I don't generally. Um, I, I don't generally do that. Um, no reason why. I just like I just go home. I'm just like, all right, I'm done. I'm going home. See, and I, I go home and then I eat. Like I'll make myself food when I get home mm, too, yeah, and which means that I'm eating something right before I go to bed. So that literally like my – like I said, like the weight has just sort of fallen off. No, that's amazing. That's a great that's, side that's great. effect. I'm not going to so, lie. So it sounds like it's a it's a similar thing to when I gave up sugar. It was like yeah. it, I learned a lot from the experience. I lost a lot of weight, felt got more energy, slept better, the whole bit, and then, you know, from that I just kind of like adjusted because you you know you don't want to give up the vices in life, right? If if you can enjoy them, you should. I agree. Um, but you you know, but you can learn how to you know better manage the 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 vices that you have. Yeah, no, and for me, I mean, the only reason why I gained weight is because I, I probably just snacked way too much. I mean, not that I'd have that many snacks in the house, but even still, I, I just, like, probably ate too many hands of almonds and chocolate and stuff just because I was, like, I was craving something delicious and satisfying. Right. And right. just, like, they didn't have whiskey, so I was like, yeah. I don't know. And I also think you weren't, um, and this is something one of my other friends said, uh, when he gave up uh, alcohol for a month or for a bit, um, for a month, I think, uh, you're not sort of like, you're not 
making up for anything right so like you you sort of have this tendency sometimes to like not you particularly like the grand you like all of us we have this tendency to punish ourselves sometimes when we overindulge or whatever the pendulum swings both ways so you go hard one night and you decide like look i really went hard last night i gotta get up i gotta go to the gym because i gotta i gotta figure that out like that's you know that's gonna stay Mm -hmm. with me for the whole day so not having that i can only and see i don't go to the gym so it doesn't matter either way for me <laughs> <laughs> because the gym is evil um so yeah so it's just like you know you sort of have to make up for it and if you're there's nothing to make up for then you know you're sort of staying status quo and uh, and then if you snack on top of that then it makes sense but didn't you end up losing weight sort of near the end of the month which i guess cements the notion because you're <laughs> drinking again that right <laughs> I, I worked out like I, I've worked been working out every day like I literally since you've been day, drinking again you've been working out yeah hilarious um, I, I also picked up yoga so in between uh, drinking oh my and that God. I was like I'm like I got to do something with my time so like I started doing like yoga I started like reading up how to make green tea properly like I've been like trying to like I, I need that I just I need something right I need something a little uh, something more challenging so yeah I I totally like I'm I'm a mess I'm now like doing yoga and and making tea and 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 working out every day like it's like it's like what the hell's going on i love it that's hilarious and if anybody out there that's listening had a dry january experience and wants to share it with us please please tweet us because we had opposite experiences and so i'm curious to know how everyone else's dry january went actually i saw something on instagram the other day um it was an ad ew um for dry february and yeah canada i think it's canada dry it is not Canada Dry. Is um, doing like a dry February in, um, uh, and you can sort of sign up and donate and collect um, uh, like funds and they mm-hmm. get donated to the Canadian Cancer Society. This part is correct. Okay. See, this proves maybe that Instagram advertising doesn't work because <laughs> I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. <laughs> Something. I scrolled through very quickly, and this is the impression I got. Um, <laughs> if I'm right, then advertising actually works really well because I scrolled like pretty quick, and I was like, oh, drive February. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh... Although drive February wouldn't be horrible because it's a short month. Right, 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 right. It's a, it's a short month. Well, I um. Right. No, I agree. Um, so, and then of course we should talk. We should talk about the uh, the the uh, conspiracy of Dry January. Can oh we just my. spend a few moments. I love when you about... start using the word conspiracy because I can feel a rant coming on. <laughs> no, so I did a little bit of research. I'm like, hold on. What, what? So I thought like Dry January is just like a thing. I don't know. Like it just goes together. Doesn't it? It's not as it doesn't go. It goes better together than October, right? So I'm like, I oh, agree. Dry January. I you agree. Post holiday thing. I think. Yeah. 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 Post holiday thing, right? So it turns out that Dry January was started by an organization called Alcohol Concerns. It's a charity in the UK. And um, they are, um, they started the concept of Dry January to try to reduce drinking. And one of the things that they stand for is these, um, this like three stage model of how to reduce um, alcohol in society, our drinking consumption, and that's to increase the price, reduce the physical availability, and restrict the marketing of alcohol. And this is what they stand for. This is the Dry January thing. And I'm like... I can't really get behind this. I don't, you know, I I don't think like I think I, I think there's um you know there's some countries where alcohol is too cheap and too available and there's 
massive issues with alcohol consumption. And of course, there's always, you know, with any sort of drug type thing, there's always going to be uh, abuse and consumptions and issues that, you know, we as society have to deal with. And that's, you know, a terrible thing on its own. However, I mean, I think responsible adults should be able to have alcohol when they want at a reasonable price. And I don't know, marketing's fine. Like, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I think our in Canada, our marketing is pretty restricted already, right? Yeah, agreed. So I, I, you know, I don't know, I, but I think that, that actually, actually, in all other ways, these this group alcohol concerns does it seems pretty reasonable. They're not against um, drinking entirely. They're just against, you know, they just wanted to reduce the consumption of alcohol um, for for you know and and promote education and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, I I didn't actually realize that um, that it was started by a group. Um, I thought it would just be like a natural thing, like post holidays, like you sort of tend to over consume a little bit. And so as always, the pendulum swings both ways. And, you know, you sort of want to tighten up a little bit, maybe in January, because, you know, it's a lot of money. And we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought because I've had too much rare breed. (laughs) I've had like, four sips and i'm like yep that tolerance has gone down a little bit you were wrong glenford you were wrong uh, glenford jameson you're wrong oh it's okay you know what um i'll give you a moment and i'm gonna grab myself something else to drink okay i'll be back yeah i'm gonna think on this one what were you gonna say jamie okay i told I, I have no idea what i was gonna say <laughs> okay well I'll, I'll tell you what i was drinking so i, I was just gonna to... say i didn't even ask it's like i don't even care i'm just like i probably would have started with rare breed myself had i uh, started there but um i started with uh elmer Tilly, uh which mm. was i figured you know lower proof little nice little intro uh, if i had uh, elmer i would have started with that so yeah it yeah. was sweet and yeasty and wonderful uh, but I found it a little too sweet for, for where my palate is right now. So I'm going to try some Masterson's rye. Uh, I'm, I'm nice. feeling like a rye, but I was like, okay, I've got a lot of like Buffalo Trace rye. I don't have any high-proof bullet rye, otherwise I would have gone for that. Um, so I think Masterson's might be the right amount of rice spice mm-hmm. for oak balance that my palate is currently looking for. Ah, oh, I miss you, Masterson's. I bought a new whiskey yesterday. You might oh. have seen it on Instagram. I did, but I lacked surprised. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> The Balvenie Caribbean cask. I Mm -hmm. have been eyeing my own bottle for a while. Like, I love that as sort of a really nice, like, sort of easy sipping whiskey. I really, really love it. Um, Here, it's pretty reasonable for, like, a nice whiskey. Like, I I wouldn't go to it, you know, every single day after work. Um, I would go to it on a Friday night, maybe, or if there was something a little special going on it's mm-hmm. like 119 here in ontario and i had been like i have it at restaurants sometimes and i just always just i find it so lovely and uh, bright um and just a really neat pour so it was a gift to myself for a job well done in january for- for actually succeeding. For succeeding. Said. There was no doubt in my mind that I could do it. I oh, yeah. really knew that, like, w- my resolve is quite strong. Once I decided I wasn't going to do it, I just wasn't going to do it. Anyway, uh, we went to our friend's house on Saturday, and they're wine people, and they had they were bringing out, like, 
stunning bottles like just gorgeous stuff and i i was just like oh boy and they were like oh but like it's just like a day you know like one more day and i was like no i can't i can't i did not come this far just to blow it in the last 48 hours like that's it can i please have some more water (laughs) see i i um yeah, even when I when I tried giving up meat for a, a month, I had a couple of cheat days. Well, there I could I don't I like I don't like following meat. rules. I I could not. I, could, I, I just don't and like following see, rules. Yeah, I I couldn't do I couldn't do what you did though. I couldn't do like I mostly just set myself up for success. So I pretty much only challenge myself to do things I know I can do. I could okay. I I don't think I could give up meat, and I don't think I could give up sugar. I really don't. I would never try to do that. It's it's physically painful. Like yeah. I guess that's the this is the one thing. Like I, I for I mean I guess everybody's body is different as far as addictive qualities and that kind of stuff. But I I like you can you can like sugar. There's an addiction and yeah. um like your body. It's, it's I guess it's addiction. Your body craves it when you don't have it when you're when you're consuming lots of sugar. Um and that you know meat a little bit. I think you know like your body kind of wants that kind of easy digestible protein. I don't find the same thing with alcohol. I don't find that sort of like, you know like must crave that I, I don't crave it that way the same way I would sugar oh for sure um, yeah and, and I guess but I mean I guess that's that's why there are issues you know I mean some people do right we all process things a little differently mm-hmm. um and so that's that's where problems come in but uh no I yeah it's so interesting it's so interesting yeah and I I, I um I mean I don't think I give up coffee either to be honest I love it yeah, so see, much I, um, see, I give up coffee for a couple of weeks every year too yes you know that's that's and that, but you know, the only reason why I do that, there's one reason why I do it, and this is the only reason I give it up because you don't have to give up coffee for very long. You can give it up for like seven or ten, you know, like seven, ten, fourteen days. But like the first sip of coffee, you're gonna get such a caffeine buzz. You can just have like, if you drink espresso, just have like you know a third of an espresso, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll be like floating for the next eight hours. Yeah. Um, your body really kind of like adjusts very well to to how it uh, di- you know how get used to it. So. Um, coffee is not that hard to give up and the benefits for the next month after you give it up is so great because you're like, oh my God, it's coffee. It's amazing. See, yeah, I, I, I would have such a hard time giving up coffee. Um, but I do only drink caffeine before noon. So I try Mm -hmm, because I used to like, I used to be able to drink coffee all day, every day. Like I could drink a coffee at 9 PM and still be asleep by 11, but um, I decided that then what was the point? Because yeah. <laughs> you drink coffee to wake yourself up in the morning. And if you can drink coffee all day without like really noticing, then you sort of, there's no point. So um, I do only drink caffeinated beverages before noon. Um, so I do get that kick. Um, but I just love it so much. I could drink a whole pot yeah. of coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there are days. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I drink coffee after 3 p.m., I, I won't sleep. Yeah. Um, and um, but I love coffee. I, I just like so want to drink it all the time. And I'm just like sometimes I'm just well. That was the other problem I had in dry January. Sometimes I just had a specialty shot. I'm like I just want to taste something delicious. And right. <laughs> right. A specialty shot at four o'clock, and I'm like, uh oh, gonna pay for this. Yeah. And. Guess what? The only way to like thing is like, oh, drink a little booze. That'll calm me down. I'm like, no, that's that, that's not happening. So I was just like awake and read. Oh, that was the one thing I, I read more. I read more in January. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You mentioned that. Man, this is good whiskey. <laughs> I'm, I'm really so enjoy- happy right now. Uh, I'm so happy. I actually thought I was going to sound like an amateur and cough all over the place with the, <laughs> you know, when you have like a, a really high proof and you're just not used to it and you just have a cough. 
I mean, it's one twelve point eight. I've got higher proofs here, but uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be totally amateur. Well, that's right. You started off with a pretty high proof. <laughs> yeah, I went for it. I just, you know I, I what? Was, I was like, I'm going to do like something 45%. You're like, no. Well, it's funny. And like I said, it was sort of Mike's suggestion. Um, and I know he listened. So thanks, Mike. Shout out. Um, but I wasn't going to go for a high proof. But then my taste buds really wanted it. They yeah. wanted a, a mouthful of, of uh, wow, Jamie. i'm all right you're good you're good good. over here yep are are you have you opened up the belvini caribbean cast i haven't i haven't opened Uh, it yet no no i should tell this i should tell the story of the caribbean cast because i think it's a great story yeah tell it um so david stewart the whiskey maker for grandsons um is you know kind of in his retirement he was given he's like oh you're going half time now why don't you just do belvini right so he became the master blender for Belvini, and he loves rum. He's a, he's a big rum fan. So he developed this concept where they took barrels of whiskey, and they, they purchased from the Caribbean a blend of 50 different rums. And they literally take 50 different rums, this, this blend, pour it into a barrel, let it like kind of mingle for a little bit for like a few months, let the wood soak in the, the rum. They pour out all the rum. And then they pour in Balvini, 14-year-old uh, Balvini whiskey, and let it sit there for six months, and then they bottle that um, after it's gone through the vatting process, of course. Um, but then they bottle that. And so it's really like you're, you're getting like this rum sugary sweetness that's so faint but so ever-present, beautifully ple- present in that whiskey. Um, and it's literally from the rum that they poured into the barrels and let the wood soak up the, that rum. Um, and this is how they make it, and they just keep pouring that that blend of rum over and over and over again yeah it's good stuff it's really good stuff and it's a great if you're a bourbon drinker um who wants to transition into scotch i think it's a great uh it's a great pour for that um because it's got that richness to it it's got that little bit of sweetness to it um it's got a big full mouth feel um but it is not it is definitely a, a scotch um so yeah i highly suggest if you're out and about and they've got balvenie caribbean cask on the menu uh give it a try it's it's a good one yeah i, I think i don't i think it's a it's a good crowd pleaser a good crowd pleaser for sure it's uh definitely uh does very well in in crowds as well yeah for yeah. sure yeah i haven't i honestly haven't met anyone that's um and i've actually done um samplings for the balvenie um and just random like at liquor stores and people will come in and they're not scotch drinkers they don't like you know maybe they're wine drinkers or or beer drinkers and they don't really like spirits and they still enjoy this one it's really really an easy drink so i'm excited i have my own bottle oh do you know what a funny little anecdote is Uh uh-huh so i'm (laughs) Despite how I sound right now, because I feel a little slightly more buzzed than I would under normal circumstances. Um, so I was uh, having dinner at my aunt and uncle's house um, a couple days ago. We were talking about, you know, booze, obviously. And um, <laughs> my uncle is so funny. He hates scotch and he hates February. So he's made. <laughs> what? Yeah. So he's made February scotch and soda month. And he basically, every night, has a scotch and soda 
what? because he hates February so much that it's sort of like everything is terrible himself? in February and I have to drink this drink that I hate. Um, and so I, I told him he should come on the podcast. He's very, very funny and, uh, and <laughs> tell us all about so scotch great. and soda month um, <laughs> that he hates. And so, uh, yeah, so February scotch and soda month and July is, is gin and tonics. So we were talking about gin and tonics and he said, you know, your grandmother, my grandmother, uh, on a, on a different side of my family, um, she, gin was her drink. And my uncle Pat said, you know, you could never tell with your grandma Betty whether or not she'd had one or she'd had four (laughs) because she had this really sturdy, like solid, um, alcohol tolerance. And so that's where I got my tolerance from. Oh, there you go. Grandma Betty. It was, it's not from my dad. It's from my grandmother. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, does your dad drink? Because my parents didn't really drink at all. He does um, now. Um, okay. He's actually, well, actually, and he, I talked to him two days ago, and he said, tell Mark I finished his book. Um, oh, and that's I, so sweet. Yeah, and he really, really liked it. It was really informative. He uh, he was, you know, telling me when I said something about something, and he's like, oh, and now was that finished in a sherry cask? And I was like, no, oh, very, very good, Dad. Like, <laughs> I'll tell Mark that <laughs> you're pulling out all the info. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, no, he really liked it. Uh, it's called The Whiskey Cabinet. If you haven't bought it yet, you should. We'll put a link uh, to Amazon because um, it got high – High recommendation from uh, Bill Johnson there. And, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very sweet. Yes, I love that. yes. Um, and so, anyways, we figured out that uh, my grandmother, uh, because my my dad got his tolerance from uh, my grandmother, and so did I. So we're pretty sturdy. Uh. Yeah. Well, my mother will have, like, two, two sips of wine, and she'll be slurring. Um, Interesting. Well, I think, I mean, my mom collects whiskey now, but she likes more of the bottles than anything else. She, and okay. she likes vodka bottles and just likes having right. them. It's more like a, you know, collecting, collecting rather than drinking, drinking. Um, and my dad never really drank. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, my mom I, I'm, drinks. I'm sure, you know. My mom drinks white wine with ice cubes like lots of moms do. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun. Like when we when we like we've gone to visit them in Florida and stuff like that. And I, too, will indulge in white wine with ice cubes. And there's something about it. I don't know. Uh, And my dad is uh, he's a beer guy. um, And now he's getting into bourbon. Oh, that's great. Love yeah. hearing that. Yeah, he's getting I, into I think, bourbon. I think whiskey's better for you, man. I think it's if you had a choice between beer and whiskey. Oh, for whiskey. sure, a hundred percent. You should dr- drink whiskey instead. Do, do you see the Ontario, um, the, the one of the people in the Ontario government? Because you know there, there's that bill to pass that that would like tax whiskey equally to wine and beer. Right. And somebody from the Ontario government basically said, "Well, we're not concerned about beer or wine, but spirits are generally less healthy for people, and therefore we don't want to uh, indulge in over." profiting in, in making of, of spirits Ugh. and i'm like that's bs yeah. like it, it, it's i mean you, you know in every single way like i mean beer especially is so friggin carb and calorie heavy like yes. it's, it's not it's not a healthy drink no it's a fun drink i love beer i enjoy beer i love having a cold beer right but if you're making a healthy choice you would choose a glass of red wine or whiskey on ice mixed with you know whatever yeah. uh, but just straight or some or well, I guess with Coke, it wouldn't really matter. You're again, not not as healthy. But you know, like you know, but like whiskey or or wine. Um, I guess wine has a lot of carbs. Well, you know. Anyway, 
Yeah, I mean... Not as bad as beer. Right, (laughs) right. Agreed, agreed. And because, um, you know, the alcohol percentage on beer is low, people sort of take that as permission to consume multiples. Um, And so I think... And I think somebody said this online. I've been reading a couple articles about that. Um, I think somebody was like, it's just really unfortunate because it's... what is the word that they used? This is not the greatest time for me to start pulling out big words. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very surprised we were going there. I'm like, oof. I, yeah. 45 minutes of the podcast. Four, a few drinks and- in. <laughs> You're pulling out news articles. This is a bad This is sign. bad. She's going to start <laughs> mucking up her words. Grandma Betty would be so embarrassed right now. Oh, no. for no. Grandma Betty. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? What's the word? Uh... When you're being like parental or like you're, I can't remember. Anyways, it's basically like you're telling people that, you know, like wagging your finger at them and saying like, we're going to make rules for you because you guys aren't smart enough to make rules for yourself, Mm. which is like kind of an insult. I think at the end of the day, most people know that like, you know, an ounce and a half of whiskey isn't the same as an ounce and a half of beer isn't the same as it. And so it's just one of those things where you, people get really fussy when people try to tell them what to do um, or put these sort of parameters on things like, well, we don't think that that's good for you guys. So like, we're gonna, you know, make sure that we change things so that, you know, you're all like cushy and taken care of. And I think people just for the most part are smart enough to like make, and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, extreme cases here. I'm just talking in general. Um, People can sort of like figure it out for themselves. I mean, my feeling in the extreme cases, too, is, like, if, if it's not one thing, it'll be another thing, right? This isn't, like, you know, it, it's it's not, like, um, if it, if we removed alcohol from society, you know, everything would be perfect. Well, right? look at like, Prohibition. Um, way, like, watching, well, I wasn't there for, you know, Prohibition in uh, the States, but uh, I have watched the, the Ken Burns documentary, and it's fascinating. Um, and if you haven't watched Ken Burns Prohibition yet, it's on Netflix Canada, um, and you should watch it because it's, it is super interesting. Um, it just did not work. <laughs> yeah. It just did yeah. not work. And, um, it was a huge waste of, of time. It was a huge waste of money. Things came out like, you know, we're talking about organized crime sort of developed out of prohibition. Um, and, uh, it just, it, there is no way to sort of police something like that. Um, <laughs> Did the documentary touch upon, like, how bad drinking was in society before Prohibition? Because I'm very curious, because you hear a lot of horror stories about just, like, and of course it was men. It wasn't women. It was men, like, falling over themselves drunk yeah. and coming home. And, they did. You know, they did. Mark, you should watch it. It's actually it's I, I super cool. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really well done. Um, it's it's It will grab your attention. Um, it's super interesting. And, yes, they do talk about at the beginning. So, I mean, originally – Um, you know, in society, it was sort of, uh, you know, you had sort of beer with breakfast and, and beer with lunch and, you know, beer on your break and sort of, you had this, this big bucket of ale that would sort of sit outside your house and, and you would sort of be constantly drinking it because, you know, it, it it was maybe water. You didn't have, you know, reliable source of water. And so this is something that sort of would be around, but it would be very, very low in alcohol. It was Um, beer or somnilla poisoning. It's kind of like, right. I was going to go for beer. Um, so you'd have your beer and that was your, your drink. And, you know, we're talking like 3% or something like that. And so it would just be whatever. Um, and then when distilling started, uh, 
you know, coming into fashion and, and hard liquor uh, was being distilled, people were consuming it as they had consumed beer. Right. And that's when things started going a little sideways. Um, and people... And it was very new to society, too. It wasn't like... Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's when uh, the demon alcohol and, and all that sort of stuff started coming out and uh and then that sort of like rolled into um you know prohibition it's just fascinating the the sort of um interconnections between women's suffrage and politics and religion and and alcohol uh they sort of weave this really great story together and um yeah i i would honestly like you should just watch it it's only a couple hours I think it's like because basically how it went. If I if I remember history, um, women were allowed to vote, and then they banned booze. That's pretty much how it got, went, right? It was just like women were like, "No, we we don't want any more of these spirits." Like, done. Yeah, it was. It was. And now the, I'm not reliable <laughs> with the timeline right now. <laughs> but I believe that's how it went. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean feel to, like, like I'm walking into much... like history 101, like slightly no, tipsy. No, no, Jamie, it's okay. We're gonna have. We're actually gonna have a historian on the uh, podcast next couple of months. Um, Great. That's gonna tell us all about uh, whiskey and history. So we'll, we'll we'll go through. If you have fall fall off for us, please send it. But we'll 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 do. You know. Yeah. We will. Uh, I think that's we'll going to be great. This up. Yeah, uh, but, but I believe that's how it went. I believe it's all. Yeah. Yeah, and so women were actually were responsible for prohibition uh, in general, and they were also responsible for repealing it. Um, mm. Women were the crux of the whole piece of it. Um, with... so, hold on, you tell me, like, women were after like like ten years were like, no, this is just not yeah, good. Yeah, basically. I... Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's it's amazing. It, like I said, watch the documentary. It's fascinating. It's I want to sit there with like a pen and paper. Remember when you were in school and you had and you got <laughs> to watch a movie during class, but they were like, wait, we have a list of questions for you. And you're like, oh, ah. yeah. but I actually want to do that with this documentary because it's that interesting that you sort of want to uh, take little notes on it. And especially since I'm I'm interested in women's suffrage and feminism and stuff like that um, to know how connected they were cool yeah that's good okay it's gonna answer some of my questions i'm, I'm very happy to hear that um so uh we'll have that in the show notes but what's the documentary again prohibition by ken burns awesome also awesome, awesome, if awesome. you want to watch his jazz is really good too have you watched any ken burns documentaries that would require a sense of cultural awareness oh my god I just Mark. Don't possess i know i know it's on netflix but i know the latest taylor swift that's okay right yes <laughs> you're like fine yeah i know you got it you got it it's fine, it's fine. i'll allow it um oh. but yeah no so i mean any ken burns documentary is usually well done but this one on prohibition super interesting um yeah mark watch it cool will do put your All book right. down and, and pick up the apple tv remote oh that won't be hard you didn't well, you didn't watch grease live last night what's wrong with you i can't believe that people can live without cable because you can't you can't watch things like Grease live. It was incredible. Have you even seen the movie Grease before? <laughs> Wait, Mark, you've never seen Grease. I'm gonna flip this desk right now. Are you kidding me? You've never seen Grease. It has Travolta in a leather jacket singing. I mean, come on, who That's watches amazing. Grease? <laughs> That's like the greatest thing that ever happened in American cinema. And you haven't seen it? I mean, I've seen the songs, a few of them. 
park. Is that the one with white lightning or is that a different? Oh, my God. Did you just say white lightning? Grease lightning. Oh, oh see, my I don't God. even know. I don't even know. You've never seen know. Grease? You've never <laughs> seen Grease? Oh, my God. I can't. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Jamie, you do have to remember, I did immigrate into this country. I did not. That's I was no not born. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Oh. Come on, Mark. You've never seen Grease? You are lucky I, I have, like, the 25th anniversary edition DVD. I'm bringing it over. Wait, you probably don't oh have a DVD boy. player, do you? I don't have a DVD player. Oh, my no. God. You haven't seen Grease, and you don't have a DVD player. <laughs> if you have it on iTunes, I can, like, use your of account to watch it. Of course it's on iTunes, because it's the most watched movie ever in the entire world. It's fine <laughs> so, if you haven't seen Dirty Dancing. Like, I understand that, like, it's pretty... But I've seen Dirty Dancing. I, I, I saw that one. <laughs> Wait, because of me, right? Or no, you, I've seen it before. Seen I just, it. I just, I was so young. I don't remember much about okay. it. Um, okay, so um, tell, tell us about this show. So something live happened that had to do with Greece. Was um, oh was my Travolta god, listening it. to you try to describe Greece live <laughs> is like listening to somebody's like grandmother. Like you sound like my grandmother who just couldn't quite get anybody's name right. She'd probably call you. <laughs> she'd call you Mike. <laughs> probably like. What is this white lightning you speak of? And it's oh. like, oh, Grandma, come on. Okay, so last <laughs> night, grandma. oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm like, I'm literally in shock right now. I think I need another drink. <laughs> so the movie Grease, mm-hmm. it's a musical. Mm-hmm. The original yes, movie had John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John and Jeff Conway and Stocker Channing and Dee Dee Kahn. Like, it's Sid Caesar. It's a great movie. It's for a musical theater nerd like myself. It is probably one of the first movies like you watch and you're like, what's this kind of movie? A musical? Oh my god, they just spontaneously burst into song and dance. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. So last night in... So, are, hold on, are you talking about the movie with... Um, the movie with John Travolta. With, with Maxwell uh, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Okay, that was Grease 2. Oh, that was Grease there's 2. There's a Grease 2. Okay. Yeah, we don't really talk about it that much. We mostly talk okay. about Greece. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer was in Greece too. And um, I think I've only seen that one once or twice because the first one is so good. So <laughs> last night uh-huh. on TV, they had Greece live. So it was a live production on TV. Um, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Um, and it was so much fun to watch because you can sort of follow along on Twitter and people were being really hilarious about it. So anyways, Aaron Tveit, who's like a total Broadway babe, he's super hot. Um, he was Danny Zuko, the lead guy who John Travolta played in uh, the original movie. And uh, so they did this live version of it, which is pretty incredible considering, you know, it's on TV. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the choreography was awesome. They had these big dance scenes where... Um, it was sort of like shocking that you couldn't see any other cameras the way they filmed it. It was it was like so spot on. It was so great. And and I can't believe that you missed it because it was like a <laughs> cultural moment for us. Like there's not a lot like it used to be that you watch things at the same time. Right. Like you would mm-hmm. everybody, you know, saw Roots together or everyone watched MASH or the final episode of Seinfeld. And everybody was like caught up to speed. There was no way to not be caught up to speed right, and right. you could have these 
cool conversations and now everyone's all over the place and like oh you haven't watched you know like outlander yet like oh i'm still in season three of downton abbey um so there's very few opportunities (laughs) to actually engage with people across this like common denominator and these musical live events are one of them because they've done the whiz they've done like a couple different live uh musicals which have been cool and um award shows Hmm. That seems to be the only thing that people can sort of watch yeah, no, at the same time. So, Other than sports, it's like what 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 is left, right? It's like yeah. this is one of them, yeah. This is it. We're in the last bastion of like, um, you know, collective watching. It was fun. It was they did such a good job. Everybody just nailed it. The they were super talented. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Oh, come on, Mark. You need to get <laughs> on these like. One day, you know, you gotta. So I think what you gotta do is every month you gotta host a movie and whiskey day. This is a good idea. Do, where you do a whiskey tasting and we watch a movie. Okay. Do I get to so choose the, whis- the movie every time? Well, that's the whole idea, but right? Great. It's like when you come over <laughs> my place, I choose the whiskey. That's the same idea. You choose the whiskey and the movie. Be like, all right, guys, we're not gonna really do tasting notes or anything. Like, here, here's your bottle of whiskey or whatever, and like, here's like some whiskeys to try. But we're watching this now. Yeah. Do you know how much? Do you know how many musicals I have here for you to watch? <laughs> well, between you and Trent, which you know are both of the yeah. Um, stage yeah. experience. Yeah. I don't know what what what's the fancy word for that. I mean, we're. I mean, he's. I am a dancer. That's what I did in musicals, and so I'm just a bit of a nerd. He's like actually really good. He's like a really good singer and stuff like that. Um, but we're both kind of nerdy about it. We're not like. We just did community theater. It's like super fun. Um, mm. I'm like looking at my DVDs right now. Super old school. Oh, no. <laughs> I have so many musicals that we can watch together, Mark. You and Mike DeCaro are the only two people I know that have DVDs. Literally the only two people I know that What am I supposed DVDs. to do with these DVDs? I'm not going to just... Put them on a computer. You rip them. You put them on a computer and then you have them like on a hard drive and then you just like stream them to Apple TV or something. <sighs> I know, Mike DeCarlo's like, no, that's not the way it's done. It's easy. He needs to insert and... It just seems like a lot of work that I'm not prepared to do yet. I oh, We did fair. that with CDs, like, 10 years ago. And so, like, I just got to wait a couple more years till I have, like, the ability to do it with DVDs. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen Moulin Rouge? Um, okay. Which one is that? Oh, my God. I, I think I may have seen the play. I don't think you have. <laughs> <laughs> then I have not seen it. No hairspray, anything, Mark. Oh my god! Um, I saw the one with the talking plants. Oh, you've seen Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, okay. see there you go. I'm cultured. I'm cultured. You. Done. <laughs> what do you mean done? You're you haven't even started. <laughs> oh. You're in for such a treat. We're gonna watch oh. Grease the next time you come over, and. Yeah, it's just well. Yeah. Th- this could be a whole other aspect of the uh, podcast. We can um, wa- watch uh, once a month, <laughs> watch an old show that you make me watch, and we could review it over over whiskeys. That's right. <laughs> Listen, Dirty Dancing is the greatest movie that ever was made, and okay, and you're not going to win this fight today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, or ever. <laughs> nope. Um, and get ready for my birthday party next year because it's just going to be more of the same. <laughs> that was a fun party. It was fun, party. right? Yeah, it was Trent fun. Trent made awesome like Manhattan's was great. And I got my little uh, Star Wars. Yes. 
Yes, he was. Mug, cup. Oh, so happy with that. You guys. I got the Death Star. You got the Death so Star happy. glass. He took those all to work um, because he is in advertising and the, they do indulge at work often. So mm-hmm. lucky mm-hmm. them. Um, but he was making Manhattans. He had been making ice for like five days prior That's to the party. Awesome. Like he was making big ice cubes because he wasn't going to be like, he wasn't going to, you know, have crap ice during like, for you and Suresh and, and Mike he was going to do it properly so yeah he was pretty proud of that no but hotel ice that night no oh my god no <laughs> not at all no, that we was barely great. talked about whiskey at all this this podcast we talked a lot yeah. about dirty dancing um, <laughs> which is fine with me and uh, man this rare breed is just so good what am I going to do when it's almost finished this already yes this no. could qualify as a heel at this point it's so yes oh no i know so we got to go back to the u.s Gosh, remember when i thought we weren't going to finish the bottle of rare breed <laughs> in the entire time we were in kentucky like an idiot <laughs> and i was that, like that is that is one of my favorite jamie stories it With, was so nice like i could just picture just like you and mike DeCaro because you guys were there before us at, at, at a liquor store and you were like, I don't know, should I buy the 750 or the 375? I mean, like, I, was, I guess I'll buy the 750. <laughs> It'll last the week. I was like, what the, if we don't finish it? Can we take it back across? I'll and bring some home. That's right. Mike was like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. It was gone within like. It was gone within hour. hours. Yeah, hours. Was, like, I, don't, I don't think it was two hours. I think like we, we went out to eat and it came back and it was gone. Like it wasn't like, you know, it was gone. But like. Why is there no more booze in the house? I know it was insane. It was insane. I've never seen a bunch of people like, drain a bottle so quickly. It was impressive. Uh, I was really impressed, um, but also embarrassed at how naive I was about <laughs> the amount of rare breed that a group of people could drink in one night. That first night, everyone was in fine form, though. <laughs> it was. I feel terrible for the people who had, who walked in on that crowd. I almost started a fire. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you mice. did oh my god you walked out with like a flaming <laughs> tissue and i was like what the f- is he doing what oh, we have good times you I just wanted to time. light a citronella candle and you literally almost burned down the house there were mosquitoes i didn't like just, just mosquitoes are scary very scary they're not scary well they're not scary as in like i'm scared of them they're scary as in like i don't want to be itchy the next day so i was just like Gotta oh, find some way to light precious. this candle. Come on. I know, but like you could have found something that burned a little less quickly. Yeah. It was like you may as well have just taken a finger doused in alcohol and like the the point is it worked. The point is it worked. It was It worked. It worked. It was lit. We're good. Everything was good. I realize <laughs> this. But also I'd like to remind you that many trips to the emergency room have started with exactly the same sort of thought process that made you light that tissue on fire. That's very true. That is very true. Don't do that at home, please. Don't light anything on fire. Just don't. Just don't. I'm sitting here with this bottle in my lap like it's a child. <laughs> I think we need a selfie with you and the bottle in your lap because I, I, I've finished the rest of my master since it's gone. All gone. Here I go. This is live happening right now. I'm not even... I haven't even... You haven't showered. I haven't showered. I'm... This is not pretty. Oh, and there's one sock on the floor. That's nice. Sorry. <laughs> I was literally gulping I know, water. I, can... I almost spit it all over my keyboard. <laughs> no, it's like, 
I'm sending you the picture. It's so funny. And it's one sock on the floor next to me. <laughs> oh. 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 When I, oh, boy. When I post... When, when I post this online, that's a picture I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your new profile photo. It's Keeping it classy February. <laughs> glamorous. Super glam. Anyways, this was fun. Um, it was, indeed. Thanks for indulging me in my February 1st. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad everybody got to hang out with me while I gracefully fell into the abyss of high-proof whiskey after a month of abstaining. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's a great way to describe this podcast. <laughs> yes, and I sincerely apologize that we didn't talk about whiskey more. Um, we'll do better on the next one. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try.